Welcome to CodeWords. If you're a new developer, this is the podcast for you. Start exploring unique coding stories today and take your skill set from Hello World to Hello World. Visit CodeWords.page for all the latest episodes. Welcome to CodeWords. If you're a new developer, this is the podcast for you. Start exploring unique coding stories today. Joining me in this episode is a speaker, a blogger, a senior UI engineer at Netflix, and a fellow Hamilton enthusiast. Please welcome Sean Day Person. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Good to be here. Nice to talk to you. You too. How is life where you are? It is good. I am just starting a two-week vacation, and uh, there's not much to do right now. The temperature is starting to it's starting to cool down here in Georgia, in the United States, but it's very rainy. So um, I'll be sitting inside with a cup of tea for the most part today. <laughs> that sounds very British of you. We like that here. <laughs> it's raining here, by the way, in uh, Blighty. Um, of course it is. <laughs> now, I'm going to put my Sherlock hat on now and take you back to June 30 of 2020. In a tweet, you said, compliment others, leave a positive review of something you like, check in with friends. You never know what people are going through and how one simple sentence can change the trajectory of their life. Now, you and I had a good back and forth going on that. And I said one of my ambitions was to start a code podcast. And here we are today. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm <laughs> I'm amazed that you remember that, and I'm also amazed at how prolific I am. I don't even remember. T- <laughs> I don't even remember that tweet. <laughs> uh, I had to do some digging for that. I remembered it, but I was like, where, where? I'm not going to go for all my tweets to find it, but I found it in the end. Um, you said you'd like to do um, more tech conference talks. Mm-hmm. Yep. How have you um, pursued that at all? I know. You've- I have. Yeah, actually. So um, it ended up being a goal of mine for 2021 to do a lot more speaking. And I have done a lot, like so much so that I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed with how much it is. I'm, I, I'm at a, a good spot where the, the toughest thing is being able to know what to say no to. So it started out with a Gatsby conference in January of 2021. And I spoke about how to stand out as a non-traditional applicant. And I just talked about some in my career, as you know, I've um, I've gone from being a, sell- a seller, a tech sales, into being an engineer. And so in that talk, I talked about how I leveraged the skills that I learned to stand out as a seller and translated those into how I uh, stood out in the job search. And so I've given that talk quite a bit during the year. Um, I gotten a lot of good feedback because it resonates with a lot of the folks who are trying to get into into tech. A lot of people are coming in as self-taught or or just freshly out of a boot camp versus the traditional went to a university and got a CS degree. And a lot of them were just looking for like, how do I t- take all of these things that I've learned and make it something that's attractive to somebody? Or how do I not waste all of those years that I spent as a teacher or a um, a server at a restaurant? How do I not waste all that those skills and experience that I've gotten in all these years of my career and show it as something that's valuable? And so, um, so yeah, I've had a lot of side conversations, and that opened up the door to a lot more things. So uh, later this year, I'll be, or actually next month, I'll be doing 
Connect Tech, which is a local conference. This will be my first in-person conference, but I'll be speaking about data structures and algorithms. Um, and so the title of that talk is Teaching Grandma Bubble Sort, which, um, yeah, there's a whole other path of me just wanting to um, use analogies in, in the way that I teach and talk. And then I'm also doing React Conf and working on a talk where I introduce one of the features of React 18, which will be coming out in a couple months, or I'm not sure. It's a stack <laughs> But that one's really exciting. <laughs> oh, very, very. <laughs> yeah, so it's been pretty busy, but a lot of fun. So as you alluded to, you come from a sales background. Um, so for anyone that might not know this, are you a self-taught developer or do you have a computer science background? No computer science background. I am uh, self-taught. So I decided in 2020, around the time, I guess, that, that we met, um, that I would really try my best at learning to code. It was something that I was interested in. And actually, I think that is how we met, was um, probably through a hashtag, right? Yeah, um, 100 Days yeah, of Code. Yeah, 100 Days of Code. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I was actually, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, just why I ended up on tech Twitter. Um, so I was doing sales 100, that was my full-time job, and I didn't want anybody to know about it. And so Twitter, because I, I wanted to commit, but I, I just didn't want my colleagues to think that I was one foot out the door or my family to see and for them to put any pressure on me to move in any direction. I wanted it to be my my decision. So I kind of I, I went on Twitter because nobody that I knew was on Twitter. And so um, that was how I started to get connected with the tech community. And um, in my nights and weekends, I would teach myself to code. I started with Code Academy, going down this web development path. And then it took, uh, it took about maybe nine months, nine months to a year. And I was able to get my first job as an engineer. And so how that worked was I, um, as I've mentioned in the talk, I used my sales skills to kind of, um, it's called nurturing in sales, but just basically planting the seeds over and over with my engineering team at my, the company that I was doing sales at. And um, when there was a job opening, finally, they were like, you know, come on over and interview. We, we think you might make a good fit. And so, and then I was, the rest is history. Now I'm able to, I'm an engineer. That's so. amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I do love it's that about tech Twitter. Here. I mean, I, I didn't have my own personal Twitter before this. Well, I did, but I got rid of it a long time ago. And I only got Twitter for tech. That's the only reason I have right. it. Um, mm -hmm. And you mentioned you went on the Code Academy uh, web development pathway. I did the same thing, but it didn't quite work out for me because I found myself um, learning instructions more than learning to code, if that makes sense. Yes, it does I, make a lot of sense. I found myself aiming for these... Uh, they have shields on there that like shine up and stuff when you achieve a level or something. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, I was focused on that. So I was ignoring what I was learning because I was so focused on getting that next firework on the screen or whatever. So it didn't really work out, work out for me. But sure. I've gone away. And this is something I've learned from Danny Thompson. I'm sure most people familiar 
are familiar with Danny Thompson. Uh, he said, timestamp your goals. And that's exactly what I've done. So I put out my first portfolio. I mean, it's really basic, but I'm really happy with it. And now I am doing the uh, 50 days of JavaScript challenge. Amazing. So that's, uh, that's where I'm going with this. Although, do you remember what your experience of learning programming languages for the first time was like? Do you remember that first hello world in the browser? I do. I remember it was really exciting to me. Um, just even when you don't have any experience with coding, just being able to do something like that, just get hello world to paint in your browser is such a, a big, like you feel this big sense of accomplishment. And um, I love that. And then for me, it kind of, um, that was the fireworks. And I, I know exactly what you mean where you're just kind of chasing, because Code Academy, they, it works for some people, but they gamify it so that you want to spend more time in their platform mm. and continue to learn. Um, and that's the goal. But yeah, for me, the, the my fireworks, the thing that I was chasing was more of just like, oh, well, can I build something bigger? Can I make it say my name? Like, how do I change this? How do I change that? And I found that um, I just had this really big passion for it was how was it how did it feel when you did your first hello world it i felt like a rocket scientist i felt like i had <laughs> yes. broken the atom i felt like a genius <laughs> like, i have zero background in tech um i said yeah i have zero background in tech i went to university i studied media and communications and i specialized in radio production and that's what i wanted to do uh but then <laughs> In the UK, the radio industry kind of condensed. It got uh, monopolized by a lot of the big players out there. And opportunities, opportunities weren't readily available. So I figured, okay, um, what, else is, what else can I do that I'm interested in? And a friend of mine suggested I give learning, uh, give code a go. So I thought, you know what? I don't, someone like me, I can't do that. How can I code? Like, what is that? And then I, I remember seeing closing tags and I mean, self-closing tags and closing tags and divs and semantic HTML. I'm like, what, what is this? Oh, it's, and now um, when you move in your coding journey, eventually you don't use that much HTML to begin anyway. So it's like, mm -hmm. it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It can look really overwhelming at first, but one thing that I do love about tech um, and I tweeted this recently and then um, so the thought behind it, the, the tweet, I can't remember the exact words, but it's just that I was afraid to enter the tech world because I felt like I would be losing part of myself by trying to fit in with a group of people who are nothing like me. And I had my same stereotypes of, of people like, oh, I could never do that. You have to be a rocket scientist or you have to be very socially awkward to say, like, I, I am pretty socially awkward, but like even more so than I am, or just don't like to communicate with people, just sit in a dark room and drink Diet Coke and, you know, never look out the window. And I'm like, that's not, that's not me. And, um, but this is something that I like to do. And I found that being in tech surprisingly brought out so much of my true self. And now I feel like I'm the most vulnerable i'm the most myself that i've ever been um it's a combination of like the teams that i've worked with and the community that um, i have around me through tech twitter or the conferences community and thing, things like that but um i'm able to kind of merge all the different things that i've been interested in with tech which is something else that i'm interested in and so like 
for you, you know, I see that you you went to school, you had this interest in media communications, and you also have this interest in tech. And look at you doing a tech podcast. <laughs> like that's absolutely that's absolutely what I mean. There's so many different ways that you can go in and like kind of spider your interests into whatever you want. And um, right before I was tweeting that, I was um, going back and forth with James Quick about writing um, a rap about tech, like rap battling him at this conference that will oh, be at Render I'm, I'm ATL. Down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so like I'm not a rapper, but I just like love one, I just love silly things in general, but um, he has done so many fun raps and um, gotten really like in, he's gotten very creative with his uh, communication. I would love to do that. I've always been into poetry. Um, so I would love to just write like a tech poem and, you know, again, just merge the interests that I have with, with each other. So, so yeah, I love that. I uh, love I'm, that. I'm assuming Lin-Manuel Miranda is on speed dial for you then. So, uh... <laughs> if I, if I ever meet him, um, first of all, you'll be the first to know, but I think I'll pass out. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. He really is. Yes. <laughs> So fast forward to now, what's a typical day for you like as a senior UI engineer at Netflix? Yeah, so um, I started with Netflix almost a month ago. And now, so most of my time, to be honest, has been onboarding and, and getting to know the team. And um, my manager, Ryan, he is, he's very, he has a podcast. Um, and that's actually how I met him was through his podcast um and twitter and he is he's a big speaker as well so um i feel like a, a lot of my time is trying to learn from everybody on the team because there's a lot of brilliant people at netflix um so i'm trying to absorb as much as i can and there's a lot so um i want to connect with my team i want to learn as much as i can about tech the tech that we use at netflix um, how our code base is set up, but then also um, from Ryan because I admire him as a speaker and he's done a lot of the things that I want to do in my life. So I feel like he's a great mentor. And um, so I, I look to him for a lot of advice and just how can I be a better communicator, a better writer and things like that. So um, there's no standard. This is how my day is, except for I do my daycare drop off and then I come, I sit at the computer and then every day has been different. Like there are some days that are very heavy onboarding. Some days are um, heavy meetings. And then over this past week, I've gotten to do a lot more with the code and learning about the Netflix code base and things like that. So, um, or one of the, one of the code bases. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Like the, the team is awesome. The company really, takes care of their people anything that you see about not anything that you see about netflix all the good things that you see about <laughs> netflix and, and why why it's a great place to work are really true they truly have like not only a great collection of brilliant people but also brilliant people who are kind and helpful um so it's it's so far been just an amazing experience uh going back slightly uh, for many people on their coding journey, they can be quite intimidated by uh, applying for jobs. How did you find um, uh, applying for this role? What was that like for you? 
Okay, so yeah, I um, and me and Ryan were doing the math on this before. So again, he has he has a podcast called Front and Happy Era that I was listening to when I was first learning to code, and I tweeted about it that it was my favorite podcast, and he responded from their Twitter handle, the Front and Happy Hour Twitter handle, and so that's how we first got introduced to each other. Over time, you know, we would tweet back and forth and, and things like that. Um, and what was it earlier, like months ago, he, he posted that he had a job opening on his team. And so through these past, I guess, two years or so that, um, we've, we've been connected on Twitter. And during the time that I was listening to his podcast, I'm just like, man, I'm getting more and more sold on Netflix. And I'm like, man, everybody that, like my favorite voices on the podcast, I'll work at Netflix and I'm just, you know, learning more about their approach to interviewing and hiring and management and all kinds of things. And everything I'm hearing is just music to my ears. I'm like, wow, this, this seems like not only a great company, but also Ryan seems like a great leader. So when the opportunity came, he posted on Twitter that this job opening was um, available on his team. And I hit him up and I was like, I really don't think that I'm ready to do it right now, but would you have any openings? Do you think you're going to have any openings like in six months or so? And um, he was like, yeah, let's just talk timing. And um, so we talked after that conversation. I was like, he, he kind of encouraged me to apply for this round. The worst thing that could happen is that I would get feed like I would get a no, but then I'd get feedback on how I could improve for the next interviews, which I was like, all right, cool, I'm game. At least it'll give me a strategy for how I would get into Netflix someday. And then um, I went through the process, which was a very, very straightforward process. And I said it to them, but I mean it. This was probably the, uh, yeah, definitely the best interview process that I've had. It was very practical. You wouldn't think that because it's a fan company and, you know, there there's this stereotype that, you know, you always have to know the data structures and algorithms, which is very true in most cases. But um, my interview process was very, very practical, a practical assessment of the skills that I had and then also a heavy emphasis on culture and team fit. And so um, went through my series of, of interviews and here I am, got the job. So that was a, that was a, it was a big week or big, a big, so <laughs> a big day. How did you I, celebrate? I got the offer. Uh, so I, I'm a dancer, but not by training. I'm just, I like to dance. <laughs> I, I was I say, I so didn't the first thing I did was, it, no, no, no. It's not like I took any classes or anything like that at all. I just um, dance when I'm in a good mood or in a bad mood. Um, so I just dance. And so I danced for a long time, danced with my son. And then um, I took him out to eat for, yeah, I took him out wherever he wanted to go. He's three. So he wanted a waffle. So he, he went adorable. to a little diner. He, he's an adorable <laughs> little fellow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we just went out to eat. Um, yeah. And I hired cleaners to clean the house from top to bottom. It was I feel like I did a lot more, but now that I say it out loud, it, it does. <laughs> I screamed. I, I screamed. I think I would too. I would too. Um, that's re that really is amazing. I mean, 
Yeah, you're an inspiration to me. I mean, I look up to the tweets you put out there because you're one of the most genuine people I've found on tech Twitter. That's I think that's why we connect. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel the same way about you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so glad to have connected with you. I'm on my third round of the 100 Days of Code Challenge, and that's not because I feel like I failed to get a job with the first two rounds. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just still learning. I'll tell you what I really love, CSS variables. They're like, they're, I love them. I can't get enough of them. Like, yeah, okay. They're so no, simple, but I love them. They're great. <laughs> I do, I do. I, I, I love them too. And I think that's why I love the front end so much. And that's kind of why I ended up as a front end developer was um, my love for CSS and being able to call it. Like what I like about the front end is that, you know, with any CSS variables or just React and things like that, is you get that real-time feedback about, you know, I put this in and it broke, or I put this in yep. and it made magic. So um, I totally relate to well, you. I took this code um, out and now it's not working. Right. I don't know, don't know why. <laughs> put it back, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you know how to center a div? I mean, I, I think the tech Twitter community oh. wants to know that. <laughs> I do. I use Flexbox. Um, so I'm really proud of my skills. I think it's like three lines of code that I um, was my standard go to. So, oh, yes, I can. I can. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I recently learned I, I, I didn't really lean towards grid when I was learning um, in the Code Academy pathway. It was all Flexbox based for me. And as I say, I, I didn't really understand a lot but until I started playing this game called Flexbox Zombies. And it turns out killing zombies with a bow and arrow is the best way for me to learn how to use Flexbox. Like, it's great. <laughs> we all have our own different ways of... And that <laughs> works skills. for me. I need more zombie-based <laughs> killing games. Like, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I had never heard of that, but now I want to try it. Uh, yeah, um, I think, what's the other one called? Uh, Frogger? Not Frogger. It's yeah, something I like that. I know exactly what you yeah, that, that That's one the one good that I was too. thinking of. But yeah, yeah. Flexbox Zombies, that's the way forward. It. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. <laughs> so very shortly, you'll be releasing your TypeScript for JavaScript developers course. Uh, what can you tell us about it? And is there a release date yet? Yeah, um, good call out. So I'll plug it. It is, you can go on the website and sign up for updates, ts4js.com. So tsforjs.com. It probably won't be released until sometime next year, mid next year, because I have um, other things have just jumped in and, and taken priorities, applying to Netflix being one of them. So uh, uh, I'll be at a much better spot after, probably after December to just really put my head down and, and get working on it. Uh, building a course is a lot of work and I didn't expect it to just be a breeze, but it's even a lot more than I originally thought it would be. So um, it was just a lot of time and dedication that goes into it. And doing a course as big as a, a TypeScript fundamentals course, um, there's a lot there and I just want to make sure that everything that people need to see included in fundamentals is included. So um, so yeah, it's, it's in progress, working at it little by little. And um, if you sign up on the website, you'll get updates about course progress and then also anything that I release in the meantime, cheat sheets, um, talks and things like that, that I come out with in the 
in time, you'll, you'll be the first to know when those things happen. I'll pop a link in the description to that as well. Um, so freebies as well. What are you giving away there? Are there t-shirts, uh, stickers? I know the tech community <laughs> loves stickers. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like digital freebies. So, okay. um, yeah, yeah. But that actually gives me a good idea to, to get some stickers and things like that. Um, I need a, I need a logo, so I need somebody to design a logo, but, um, had a lot of fun building my website. It, there was a lot of CSS that went into it and a lot of learned about CSS gradients and how to put gradients on text and things to make that. Um, so yeah, I'll probably use there's, I, I love the color theme. It's like black mm. with a uh, mango and strawberry colors i'm just going to give them fruit names so it sounds cooler but it's <laughs> very tropical it looks <laughs> tropical really nice i like it thank you thank uh, you my uh, favorite color on css right now is deep pink uh, it's a good color it's a good strong Ooh, color good choice i love deep pink as well um hey maybe you're giving me more ideas for the next it's collaboration thing. it's all coming together isn't it? <laughs> Um, so you obviously like helping people learn to code. Uh, what does it do for you? Like, do you get satisfaction out of that? Do you find it easier to understand your own learning by explaining it to somebody else? Uh, what's it for you? Yeah. So I, one, I do love to see people's eyes light up when things connect. Uh, you know, I know what that feeling is like for me. And so one big thing that every educator faces, everybody who even thinks about education, um, fears is that there's too much out there and there's definitely a lot of content out there for learning tech and but not all of it is good and so there could be a million and there probably are a million different courses on react or this specific subset of react but none of those click with anybody it's that one zombie game that finally makes certain things that that click for that person and I love seeing that look and I love being on the other end of that where the way that I said something finally made something click for somebody so that's one aspect of what I get out of it is just the joy of helping somebody move a little bit further in their tech tech journey um, I also like the connection with other people and getting to know people through teaching them. But one of the big things that I've gotten out of it and why I've taken on so much teaching is because that's the way that I learn best. And there's there's a science behind it, but this forced learning, not forced learning, but having a, a deadline on something and saying, okay, I have to come out with this talk because this conference is on December 10th. I have a deadline that I have to that I have to hit having the pressure of giving this talk in front of a ton of people who are brilliant and could potentially know more than you or could ask you some sideways question that throws you off or you just you don't want to look silly in front of them so um having all that pressure and also putting together something that's interesting enough so that people won't zone out after you've been talking for an hour all of that forces you to learn a concept very deeply and you have to be able to know it deeply enough so that you can teach it to other people. So um, I get this really, really, really deep knowledge in not only knowing how to do the thing, but also how to explain how to do the thing to somebody else. So it um, 
it, it kind of plays on a bunch of different skills and causes you to practice things in a number of ways. I have to write out a talk. I have to write out the flow of the talk. I have to build the examples. I have to design the examples and then like put it together so that people can see it and it's succinct enough to keep their attention, but also um, complicated enough to get the point across. So there's a lot that goes into it and so much that I've learned from doing it. And another thing too that I just thought of is that it puts you in such a great spot when you're looking for a job where like if you've been doing a lot of speaking, you can show that you have you're not only you know what you're doing, but you also are a teacher and a and a giver. People want that on their teams. And so I when I was um I, I didn't have to do too much to look for a job. Netflix never asked for my resume. You know, I I just went through the interview process. And so I feel like a lot of that made things a lot easier. It opened up a lot of doors for me where um, around the time where I was applying for Netflix, other companies like and people I really respected, high levels at really great companies were asking me like, hey, are you looking? Are you looking? And, you know, I'm in a position where I get to turn things down. So um, I know that it's I feel like in tech or probably anywhere, it's either you're really, really trying hard to look for a job and you can't figure it out or you've crossed that bridge. And then all of a sudden, like the doors open and there's so many opportunities that are open to you. And um, I think teaching helped me to get over to that other side where I had a lot more opportunities, too. So combination of all of those different things. Have you experienced um, somebody coming up to you and saying, thank you so much, Yonde, um, because of you, I learned X and it got me this? Mm. Oh, yeah, I have. I have. Um, I've gotten people who have said, I've gotten a job for you or like finally things have clicked. For example, I did a um, an episode with Jason Langstorff of his show, his, his Twitch stream called Learn With Jason. And I talked about how props and, and state are passed down. And I used an analogy of a family and parent and child relationship. And um, I got so, so many great messages from people that are like, oh my God, it finally clicked for me. Um, and so that was amazing. That was my first taste into that. And then in my talk, standing out as a non-traditional applicant, the last tip that I use is to use video. And um, there have been... So so many people it's been so great like people that I consider friends who have gotten jobs and say you know I attribute it like literally my manager said this is the reason that I stand, stood out was because I used video just like you said um, I used video in my application and they were like that really made you stand out and I'm like yeah you see so <laughs> people are people are, are doing it so there's been a couple of people who um who I'm really close with actually and I I feel like I got to play a part in them getting their dream jobs, which has been, it's such a great feeling. That's amazing. It's one of the benefits I see in tech Twitter. Everyone supports each other and elevates each other. And I don't know too many, I might be being naive, naive here, but I don't, know, I don't know too many other industries that have that online community. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I know when I was in sales, there is a LinkedIn community for salespeople. It's not the same though as tech Twitter. And I'm really glad. I feel like tech Twitter is just so supportive 
and giving and generous. Sales, not to knock it, um, but sales is a very individualistic mm. role. And so a lot of the culture in the LinkedIn sales side is very, I did this and look at me, I did this and you need to, I, I remember one person in particular who used to post about how the sentiment was that he's he's better than everybody else because he um, has chosen to live in a really tiny apartment and um, doesn't go out to eat, doesn't have any friends, doesn't do anything. And so um, he like saves his money and he was just looking down on people who spend their money on things like vacations and things like that. It was, it was kind of unrealistic type of view of the world. Like mm. people want to take vacations, but um, just the, just the, it, it can get very toxic on that side. Um, and not everybody is like that, but I feel like tech Twitter, we do have our toxic people, but yeah, it's I wouldn't a say lot it's perfect, but it, it, <laughs> it's not bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've noticed that a lot of people on there want to help each other. Like if you have a problem and you post it on tech Twitter, like I, I had a problem where something wasn't working. I think I had the wrong, the wrong thing in JavaScript. I think I had, it was, I didn't have toggle on when I needed to, um, change my active classes and it wasn't working so it was like, okay there we go i've even gone to stack overflow like i didn't think stack overflow was for a newbie like me but i just went on there i posted a question they're like the amount of people that want to help you is amazing so right. i would don't be put off by the people out there that um i believe they're called gatekeepers don't be put off by these people run your own race that's what i would say <laughs> agreed agreed um yeah and that was a, a big surprise to me it's like i like you said, I don't know if there is any other place like that where you can, or any other industry where you can just post a comment and then instantly have a ton of people who just want to help. There's so many well-meaning people in the tech community and helpful and generous people. So that's another thing that makes it so great. C-O-D-E. This is Code Words. But learning to code is hard, but it is rewarding. What would you say to someone that might be struggling at the moment? Um, I would say if it's something that you are interested in, try learning from someone else. Um, if things, if concepts are not clicking, there is so much stuff that's out there. Um, try something different. You know, like I, I think some people are lucky and they just find they find the, the perfect resources from them right away. But just try a, a number of different methods. Don't feel like, okay, because you started on Code Academy, for example, and that's really not working for you, that this is what you have to stick to. Or, you know, you started with a boot camp and you paid for it. And so now you've invested the money. Don't feel like that has to be your only method of learning. Feel free to expand out, go try asking Twitter, different things, use hashtags, try to find different people. Um, I would also say join a community and not just like, not just post on Twitter and be part of the tech Twitter community, but join like discords or Slack channels and things like that. Try to find groups of like-minded people and have them as your support. And with that too, um, it's great if you're lucky enough to be able to find a mentor. There are different strategies for finding a mentor. Um, one strategy strategy to not use is to just go out and ask a random stranger to be your mentor. Um, even if you follow them on Twitter for for years, it's 
Like it's not the way that you you do that. Um, start by posting things that you're interested in or have a specific question that you might have in mind. Like, hey, I'm trying to center a div and I, it's, I, I tried this, I tried that and I can't get it to move from the left-hand side. Here's my code, what do you think I'm doing wrong? Start with specific questions, space it out. And then over time, people start to get invested in you and also space it out, not just in time-wise, space it out among different people and um, see who you start to vibe with. And then over time, people start to get really invested in your career. Like I know there are people who I, um, it just started out with a random question like, hey, I'm looking for a job. I see that you guys are hiring. Could you tell me a little bit more about your culture or would you be open to a phone call and things like that? And it's turned into me being really invested in over time, being really invested in their careers and just wanting them to just wanting to see them be happy and be successful. Um, and it, the same thing has happened on the other end where like I just post about things, I have questions and then people who I have really looked up to and still really look up to, I'm talking with every day and they're really invested in my success and um, and yeah, even getting hired by one. So like I, uh, it, it just happens over time. So I would say try and, and build community, let it be gradual. Don't be too, try not to be too much too soon. Um, I know that's very vague advice, but um, you know, just try asking questions and, and working with other people and don't give up is probably, that, that should probably be number one is if you love it, um, or if you really want to be in it, just don't give up. Keep trying. I'm listening to that and I'm taking that to the heart because I believe Love every word that. you're saying there. And I'm not where <laughs> I want to be right now, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it takes a while and everybody has their own different journeys, but yeah, there's, as long as you are persistent and consistent, you'll get there a hundred percent. I think that's going to do it for today, Sean Day. Thank you so much for joining me. That's been amazing. Um, Thanks, Rob. For details on the TypeScript for JavaScript Developers course, check out the link in the description. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'll see you again next time for more Code Words. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. For the latest podcast updates, follow Rob J. Robbie on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next time for more Code Words.